is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Let's hit the waiver wire. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Team. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday Waiver Wire Show. It is going to be another busy night of waiver wiring, of fabbing, whatever else you do on a Tuesday night. Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, here we go. Who wants to make the first joke about Raheem Mostert's last name? I heard some good ones off the air. What do you mean? What are you talking about? <laughs> the guy on the diners. His name. One of our emailers actually wrote us in, is Mostert a must start? So there's that. And then Jamie went with the Mostert Hines joke uh, at running back. No I, no, I didn't. Yeah, you did. Well, you know what? It's great because I was going to do it. You said it off the air. You took it from me. Well, good morning, there's guys. No, there's, there's no proof of that. Good morning. I can't. I needed. You know, I needed 12 points to tie, 13 to win in a non PPR league from Alfred Morris last night. And on Sunday night, after you know, I, I was playing against a couple Patriots after the game. Um, CBS gave me a 1% chance to win. And I was like, dude, Alfred Morris could, can score 13 fantasy points, 60 yards, 70 yards and a touchdown. Big deal. CBS must have known something that I didn't know. Very surprising. One touch for Alfred Morris. It was called back on a penalty and Mostert is now in. So he's on the waiver wire. Marlon Mack is on the waiver wire. Um, Chris Godwin is on the waiver wire. I'm going to stop talking, guys. How are we feeling? Great. Snazzy. I feel outstanding, and I'm, I thought you were going to leave the show with thanking me. I, it was an understood thank you, Heath. That's, as I begin every show with an understood thank you to Heath. What am I, I thanking you that. for? What, what, for, what did you for the reverse idiot moron move of the week. <laughs> okay, I wasn't prepared for that. What would happen? In, in our For the People League, um, I went in and made two lineup changes on Sunday morning without asking your permission. I approve them. And those two lineup decisions uh, led to a 4.5 point victory, thanks to Aaron Jones and Alfred Morris last night. Okay, we competed against them. What, yes. What did you do that was so special? I took Philip Rivers out and put Andrew Luck in. Oh. And wow. I took Kiki QT out and put Doug Baldwin in. I didn't approve those. No, you didn't know about them. I. You must have done them quite late. Yes. That's a real jerk thing to do. What's the we matter with the you? You're welcome. But why would you do that? Why wouldn't you tell me? I was in the mid- middle of setting like 18 lineups, Adam. I didn't have time to ask your permission. You're lucky he's even doing it. Like, you're lucky he cares. I don't think I would have started luck over Rivers, but I would I know you wouldn't have. You'd already set the but lineup. You, but you it. had it. You, you ha- but you didn't have it that way in the rankings, did you? Yes. You had Rivers that low? I had him 17, I think. Oh wow! I would have very, very much disagree with that. Good job, That's Heath. Why I didn't to go. ask you. All right, couple of stats to start the show with, then we will get into uh, the waiver wire. Chris Godwin has eight targets, eight targets inside the ten yard line. No other Buccaneer has more than one. Can you believe that? They get down to the ten yard line, all they do is look for Chris Godwin. So there's that. Also, Rob Gronkowski. Smart. Rob Gronkowski has his longest uh, touchdown list streak. Within one season. Five games now without a touchdown. He had done that at the end of 2015, I think, beginning of 2016. First two, three games in 2016, last two games in 2015. But within one season, Rob Gronkowski, five straight games without a touchdown. That is a personal 
record. Okay, there's that. Tough question for you guys. Do you drop the Ravens and Bears DSTs this week? Baltimore has New Orleans. Chicago has New England at home. They are the top two DSTs in fantasy. Drop them, stash them, start them. What do you do? You try to stash them. Do the best you can. Um, in the case of the Ravens, I might even take my lumps with them this week. I might take my lumps with both of them this week if it means not having to cut a decent bench player to pick up another DST. If you refuse to have two DSTs on your team, then make the move on Saturday. Cut the Ravens or the Bears DST on Saturday. That way you have a chance to get them back off waivers next week. Okay. Who are your top waiver wire priorities for Fantasy Week 7? Depends on what you need. It's a bunch of guys I drafted in the eighth round and dropped. Why don't we start with OJ Howard? I was, uh, yeah. I, we thought he'd be out several weeks. He ends up playing, ends up doing very well. And, uh, if you look at his track record recently, it looks like his time has come, Adam. You finally got your guy. OJ Howard is a thing in fantasy and a top 10 tight end. Is it, is it true? Maybe. It's true. <laughs> He's, uh, what, 50, Three-ish percent owned. Something like that. But a lot of people dropped him because he was hurt and they didn't think he'd be back. And surprise, here he is. And now looks like he's a potential tight end starter. He was not the guy that I dropped and picked in the eighth round and then dropped. That was Marlon Mack. Um, He would be my top priority. Jamie, who's your top priority? Um, Chris Godwin. I I can't say it enough every week. Should be owned more than he is. Is he touchdown dependent? Yeah. Is he too touchdown dependent? I don't, we don't know yet. I, he looks like it right now to me. I, I've had a hard time projecting the Tampa Bay offense. Uh, really hard time this week. Very difficult. Godwin 59% owned. I don't know if you guys are aware, but he has eight targets inside the 10. No other Buccaneer has one. Is that true? More than one. It's true. Yeah. According to pro football reference. So throw out some more names. Who else we got? We got Marlon Mack. We got O.J. Howard. We got Chris Godwin. What if I need a quarterback? We got some good ones on by this week. Baker. I'm going Eli. I'm going Trubisky. Oh, <laughs> that's wow. Perfect. That's right. <laughs> All right. Baker Mayfield with the great matchup at Tampa Bay, but he has not scored 20 fantasy points yet in a game. Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, he's got New England, and New England's been terrible on the road defensively. It's a small sample. Um, uh, Trubisky has nine touchdowns in his last two games as well. Eli Manning, he's got uh, the Falcons on the road. Five straight quarterbacks have scored 27 or more fantasy points in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues against the Falcons. That is staggering. That is almost bucks bad. Um, so uh, we have different different opinions there. Okay, fine. We'll, we'll get into that later. Um, I really, Guys, I really think this is one of those – Intense waiver wire nights. I mean, there are a lot of guys. Am I wrong? It depends on what you need. Yeah, but and, I, I, and it and it's by navigating time. I can't. It's I don't want to do. It depends weeks. on what you need. We could say it depends on what you need. We say that too much on this show. Not just you, Dave. But we it's say that true. all the time. It's one hundred percent true. Right, I'm not saying too. who to prioritize. I'm just saying there are a lot of guys out there. Yes. If you need someone, Latavius Murray, Peyton Barber, Frank Gore. How many times? I mean, I could see myself putting claims in on. Six running backs this week. That is so rare. Raheem Mostert, he's zero percent owned. He clearly needs to be owned. Edo Smith. You have to have you have to have a dead spot in your on your roster to be adding Raheem Mostert. Why? What, he, I'm not what saying gets... that he's not worth an ad for some people, but you're not dropping a number three running back to pick up Mostert because he is a number three running back. 
Would you drop Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis to pick up Mostert? I would not. Later, maybe a lateral move? It or, could be. It's a lateral move without the upside. Well, the upside is that Matt Breida has a hard time staying healthy. Right. That, that's what you're banking on. But even if Breida gets hurt, I think it's going to be Alpha's back and it's a share with those two. Probably, but he looks like he'd be the lead guy. Whereas the Titans running backs are sharing and they're getting you nothing. So, but if I, one of them gets hurt, then one of them will get you nothing. And also, uh, these two guys are owned in 69% of leagues, but Muhammad Sanu and Kiki Kuti are going to be on some waiver wires as well. And Sanu hopefully will play this week. Um, also, I will be putting in claims for Greg Zerline. He is 65% owned and hopefully will be back this week. How much fab are you going to spend on him? I would spend 2% of my fab budget on Greg Zerline. How much would you spend? Two seems perfectly fair. Okay, good. Uh, Le'Veon Bell not expected to report this week. We'll go through a few news items here. That's according to ESPN. They are on their bye. They have Cleveland next week. You want to give me a quick expectation for Steelers' backfield going forward? Yes. James Conner is their best running back. Le'Veon Bell is fantasy bench decoration. Until week eight when Bell comes back, and then by week nine he's their best Oh, well, who knows if he's going to come back by then. We've been trying to figure out when he's going to come back. The idiot moron of the year is Le'Veon Bell because of what he's doing with this contract holdout. And even when he does come back, the Steelers might put him on the exemption list and not play him for two more weeks. It's a mess. No one knows what's going to happen. No one can act like they know what's going to happen. It's it's James Conner is their best guy. Even Roethlisberger was like making sarcastic jokes about it after the game, saying, "Well, this is the end of James Conner because Le'Veon's coming back." It's Conner's going to have a role for sure. Oh, for sure. So will Le'Veon. Well, when Le'Veon comes back, is he going to be a top five running back? This is no, the, right? Because this is the first time you'll have like, competition. We, we had a. I, I would like to take all of the collective hours we've spent on speculating on Le'Veon Bell news, of which no one has any information, and well, donate them to a good cause. <laughs> How do you donate an hour? Oh, you mean like community service yes, or something like yes. that? Yes, all of those hours would have been better spent in a variety of ways, mostly okay. at a brewery. Mostly at a brewery. Can you I, do community me. service at a brewery? I'm sure I could. <laughs> I feel like it's community service whenever I go to a brewery. Cooper Cup expected to miss this week's game. They're at San Francisco. Uh, Dan Quinn hopeful that Muhammad Sanu and Calvin Ridley will play this week. Devontae Freeman will most likely miss this week's game. They're playing Monday night against the Giants. And Matt Bryant will miss this week's game with a hamstring strain. Uh, do you expect the following players? Dalvin Cook at the Jets? No. Leonard Fournette against Houston? No. T.Y. Hilton, Jack Doyle no. against, against Buffalo. Evan Ingram at Atlanta on Monday night. See if he gets in more practice this week, but for now, no. All right, I want to promote a few things. We have a lot of other podcasts that you might like or love. The Pick 6 podcast is our NFL podcast. So uh, check out the Pick 6 podcast with Will Brinson. It's awesome. They've got Heath Cummings goes on there from time to time to give some fantasy and some DFS advice. But they also have uh, Nick Costos on, Pete Prisco, Jason Lockenfora. Um, guest interviews, that stuff. Pick six podcast. Sportsline.com. Go to uh, sportsline.com slash join. Use the promo code fantasy. Get your first month for one dollar. Sportsline is a gambling site, a fantasy site, a sports news site. It is awesome. You will love Sportsline. And the Friday night tailgate in New York City. 
Um, this is something you really want to check out. Dave, Jamie, and Heath will be there. Also, the NFL on CBS crew, uh, the Boomer and uh, James Brown and Bill Cower and all those guys, they will be there for the Friday night tailgate. So please check that out. I will give you the information. Let me just get the exact stuff. It's in Times Square at the PlayStation Theater, October or November 9th, Friday night, November 9th, 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're anywhere near New York City, please check it out. And I'm happy to uh, send you a link if you email us at fantasyfootball@cbsi.com, at or you can tweet me at Adam Azer, A-I-Z-E-R. It's the Friday night tailgate on November 9th, 7 p.m. Eastern at the PlayStation Theater. And, yeah, just to give you the full lineup, it's James Brown, Phil Sims, Bill Cower, Boomer Esiason, and Nate Burleson, plus Dave, Jamie, and Heath. All right. Um, news and notes? Uh, actually, no. Let's do a sneak peek at the waiver wire at each position. Quarterback, we already talked about. Quarterback is Trubisky. Eli Manning and Baker Mayfield. CJ Beathard needs to be mentioned, I think, because, you know, three straight games with 20 or more fantasy points. Um, so you might want to take a look at him as well. I think Joe Flacco is on the list. We'll talk about all them. Running back, sneak peek at running back, uh, other than Marlon Mack, who are the ones you'll be prioritizing? Latavius Murray. If Dalvin Cook stays out, Peyton Barber. He looked good for the first time all season. Frank Gore has played well. He gets Detroit this week. Duke Johnson's come uh, alive a little bit the last Three weeks with his reception totals. And then uh, Mostert, Edo Smith, and if you still want to stash Deontay Foreman, go ahead. That was a nice sneak peek. Yeah, Duke Johnson is facing a team that has allowed three receiving touchdowns to running backs and two 100-yard games to running backs. That would be Tampa Bay. Wide receiver sneak peek. Other than Chris Godwin, who are we looking at? Marquise Goodwin looked awfully good last night. I'm excited to see Christian Kirk against these outside corners for the Denver Broncos. And, of course, Taylor Gabriel, we've talked about a ton. And Chester Rogers. Yep, Chester Rogers uh, going up against Buffalo. Now, this is a tough matchup. Buffalo, third fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. But if Rogers gets 10 targets, you got to like it. There's Taylor Gabriel as well. Marquise Goodwin's against the Rams. The Rams have uh, seven wide receivers have scored double-digit fantasy points in non-PPR against the Rams in their last three games. Hey, what about Taylor Gabriel? I th- I think I'd said that, but very briefly. Did you? I did, too. You did? Did, okay. You did, Keith? I didn't hear that. Yeah, I, I also said Marquise Goodwin. I heard you say Goodwin. I, heard I didn't Goodwin. hear you say Gabriel. Yeah. I don't think yeah. he said okay. Gabriel. He's I, I just lying. want to make sure we don't overlook He it. 100% said Gabriel. Okay. He's lying. Jamie's lying for Heath. They're in cahoots. Um, Gabriel's 26% owned and the Patriots. He feels like the kind of receiver most similar to Tyreek Hill on the Bears. Maybe that matters. Tyreek Hill, just... Tyreek Hill do against the Patriots. Yeah, distorched him. That okay. was. Well, who does Taylor Gabriel play this? Week? I know. I, I'm I'm making the case for him, Dave. Not oh, I got one him. more receiver, Taylor. Taylor Gabriel. Gabriel? Yeah, <laughs> okay. Uh, tight end, OJ Howard headlines the list. Who else? CJ Uzuma, Uzoma, Uzama. Dave said a said straight with the pronunciation. Uzama. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, Cameron Braid also. I guess if you need one, and Vance McDonald's on by Hooper. Is 72% owned. Definitely want to add Austin Hooper. How about Nick O'Leary? Uh, really? Best tight end on the Dolphins. How about DSTs? DSTs for the Bears and Ravens DST owners. I'm not so sure I'm dropping the Ravens. I may just play them this week. It is the Saints outdoors, after all. And they are very good. Um, I think the top two defenses are in the same game. It's the Colts and the Bills. Oh, I thought you were going with Cardinals Broncos. Like you mean the top two to pick up off waivers? Yep. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Colts with the best matchup. Cardinals Broncos also with good matchups. 
And not a lot of like exciting, I don't, in my opinion, DSTs out there this week. Am I wrong? Kind of crap. I, I think the Colts and Bills are both fairly exciting. I like the Lions against the Dolphins. I don't think Brock Osweiler does that again. It wasn't Brock Osweiler who did it. It was Albert Wilson who did it. Well, two thirds of it. Yeah. Yeah. Osweiler definitely is, is pick prone. And if Peterman starts, then yeah, Colts all the way, even if he doesn't. Um, kickers, Zerline, Vinatieri, they're available. How about IDP? Do we have any IDP right now? Dave, do you need a minute? I would need several minutes. Go ahead. Take several minutes to look it up. And while you do that, Dave Richard, I'm going to tell everybody about the SeatGeek app, which I have on my phone, which I tell people about all the time, even when I'm not on the air. I'm such a fun f- person to be around. All I do is promote sponsors on and off the air. Uh, but no, I, because I want people to save money. And I want people to use the SeatGeek app. And when you use the SeatGeek app and you search for your event, please use the code FFT at checkout. Use the code FFT on SeatGeek. You will get $20 off your first purchase. Now, here's the deal. Even after you use FFT, even after you get that discount, you're going to go back for more on SeatGeek, whether it's sports, concerts, comedy, theater. Every purchase is fully guaranteed, and you're going to get a great price because SeatGeek searches multiple sites, pulls in results from different sources, I mean, SeatGeek is becoming a really big deal. People know about it. Now it's getting to the point where I tell people about it. They say, oh, yeah, I use SeatGeek. So if you don't use SeatGeek out there, you're making a big mistake. Use the SeatGeek app, and the code is FFT for 20 bucks off your first purchase. One more time. Download the SeatGeek app. Use the code FFT. News and notes. Broncos are sticking with Case Keenum. Josh Allen might not start this week, and Derek Carr will not miss time as they head into their bye week. At running back, Chris Thompson's day-to-day. Do you think Chris Thompson plays against Dallas? No. Okay. Uh, and Derek Carr will not miss... Oh, excuse me. And uh, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb will get more carries, according to Hugh Jackson, uh, for the second time this year. Yeah, he said that before, and it hasn't happened yet. Okay. Well, he is uh, also on waivers, Nick Chubb. See his ownership percentage. That would be a good sneaky stash. And he you don't have to make him your first waiver priority. 59% owned. Cause even if they don't do it now, you know, Q will say it now and they might not do it now. Later on this year, it's going to happen. And besides, there's always the off chance that Hugh actually remembers what he says. He's like, Oh yeah, this time I, I, I got to come through. Mm-hmm. And Chubb ends up splitting with Carlos Hyde. He should say Nick Chubb will get more than three carries per game or I'm going to jump into Lake Erie again. And he might actually do it. Quincy Anunwa and Terrell Pryor are injured, so Jermaine Curse, uh, Robbie Anderson. I would imagine Robbie Anderson more likely to get Xavier Rhodes. Yeah, that seems right. Yeah, they've been playing Curse inside in the slot, so that's kind of hurt Anunwa in his numbers recently. I would imagine they keep him there too. And Jacksonville tight end Niles Paul left with a leg injury. Offensive line news, awesome news. Baltimore guard Alex Lewis, who got carted off, or, you know, it put in the, in the neck brace and all, he could play this week against the Saints. Detroit could get, uh, TJ Lang, their guard back this week at Miami. Arizona's offensive line is really beat up as they head into a short week, a Thursday night game against Denver. Kansas City center Mitch Morse left with a concussion. And Denver left guard Ronald Leary is out for the season, so now their line is beat up, and that's why the Broncos and the Cardinals, this could be an ugly game where both DSTs uh, could be okay. Other news, Tampa Bay fired defensive coordinator Mike Smith. Cleveland linebacker Joe Schobert will miss a few weeks with a hamstring injury. 
Atlanta defensive tackle Grady Jarrett could return this week. You'll probably have to sit Saquon Barkley, I guess. LOL. Uh, Cincinnati linebacker Nick Vigil left with a knee injury. If you need IDP, Vincent Ray could replace Nick Vigil for Cincinnati. Derek Morgan for Tennessee, their linebacker left with a shoulder injury. And would you believe it, Heath? You said that the Bengals got robbed. You apologized to their fans. Well, senior VP of officiating Al Riveron does not agree. He says you did not say Taylor Gabriel earlier in the show. And he also says that the Steelers did not commit offensive pass interference on Antonio Brown's touchdown catch. Al's not the boss of me. I disagree. He's wrong. He said the defender initiated the contact. That is not true. Like, that is ridiculous. That was pass interference 100%. I'm sorry, Al Riveron. What do you know? Pass interference. Green Bay 33, San Francisco 30. How about these primetime games? Okay, we'll do Monday night, then Sunday night. Um, like, there's no doubt if Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady have the ball last, they're going to win. Except I really didn't love the illegal contact call on Richard Sherman. That was annoying. That was terrible. Yeah. Um, takeaways from this game, guys, from Green Bay, San Francisco. When? When will it happen for the Packers? When will they let Aaron Jones be their primary ball carrier? What has Jamal Williams done to warrant being even in a three-way timeshare with anybody? It's annoying. He ran for almost five yards per carry in this game. Who? Jamal Williams? Yeah. Two games in a row for Jamal Williams at five yards per carry. At six carries. Yeah, he still didn't do anything for my fantasy team. Jones should have. They're scoring a bunch of points and they're winning. I'm not sure it's going to change, unfortunately. I don't like this. I think you relish this role of being the voice of honesty. Yeah, they're three, two, and one. They're going into their bye. and and exactly say they're winning. They're not the Rams. Yeah. I can't believe they got away from the run. Like, that was so dumb. They were struggling all game. Probably should have lost. You have. And they got away from it. They didn't need to. You have the Jaguars with with TJ Yeldon averaging over five yards carry. You have the Packers with um, Aaron Jones averaging over five yards carry. I don't know what the yards per carry is for carry on Johnson, but I would imagine it's pretty good. And these coaches just get away from their best players in their backfield. It's just so stupid. Also... Ty Montgomery got a rushing touchdown. It really, I, I mean, I, I didn't realize until this morning. I gotta be honest with you because I was doing other stuff while I was watching the game. But they showed a graphic late in the game where Aaron Rodgers had one touchdown pass at, at that time. I said, no, that graphic's wrong. He has two. He threw one to Montgomery and he threw one to Devontae Adams, but it was backward pass. So counted as a run, which is crazy. Um, but Montgomery's 45% owned. I can't, you guys probably aren't that excited about him, right? No. No. Yeah. Are you holding on to Aaron Jones through the bye week? Yeah. Absolutely. Are you holding on to Jamal Williams? No. 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 All right. Um, and then, yeah, Goodwin, good, five targets, two huge plays, and 126 yards and, and two, ca- and two touchdowns on four catches. That was nice. He's 44% on. And the five targets is not good, but they only threw 23 passes in this game. Yeah. So it's it's not as bad as it sounds. I'm I'm excited to re-add Goodwin. New England 43 and Kansas City 40. Bonanza successful. Yay, uh, 83 points. Patriots had the ball for 36 minutes and 9 seconds. Kansas City for 23-51. Pat Mahomes is still the number one quarterback in fantasy. In six-point per passing touchdown leagues, he's got like a 14-point lead on the next best. Uh, all right. What are your uh, what are your takeaways here, Dave? Why don't we talk about the Patriots' wide receivers? Edelman 
Only four catches, but he did catch a touchdown. Gordon mm-hmm. played a ton. He played 81% of the snaps, five mm-hmm. catches, 42 yards on nine targets. What do you think about – and then Hogan had a good game. What do you think? I don't think Hogan – this might be like the kind of great game for Hogan. Like his standards have sunk so low that it almost doesn't even matter. Gordon is the future there. He looks good. He's getting plenty of targets, and he's just going to make this offense even more dangerous. Absolutely love the idea of trying to acquire him. I, I don't think people who have Josh Gordon should trade him away unless they're getting something very good. But if you don't have Josh Gordon and you need to help a wide receiver, he's someone you should absolutely go after. Any other uh, takeaways, Jamie? Why don't we talk about the Chiefs wide receivers? Hill with three touchdowns, an amazing game. And Sammy Watkins. I, I thought Watkins would have a good game. This was Me a big too. disappointment here. Two catches, 18 yards. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, he he uh, he just didn't see the targets. It was a Tyree Kill game. And so uh, I still think there's an opportunity for Watkins to be in your lineup more times than not, uh, especially with the bye weeks and, and what the Chiefs are doing. This is a good matchup for them against Cincinnati at home. So I'd go back to Watkins as a low-end starting option. This was such an awesome game. Heath, you know what the Chiefs should have done? Brady gets the ball back in a tie game. The Chiefs should have let them score as quickly as possible and then gone down the field, scored, and and went for a two-point conversion to win the game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, with the way their current team is constructed, that's maybe not a bad idea. You can't beat Tom Brady. Tom Brady has the ball in the final minutes in a tie game. It's over. It's over. You can't beat him. I believe that's his 55th time that he's led a comeback. In the final drive of his career, I know I can think of overtime. I can think of two times when he did it. When he didn't, yeah, when he did not against the Giants. Mm, that's right. Sorry, sorry, everyone. Yeah. I'm glad that you can find happy feelings amidst this season. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta be an optimist, right? All right, I think that more or less covers it. Although, I mean, I guess I'll say Tom Brady 23 fantasy points was disappointing. Um, he played great. Could have been worse if he didn't get the rushing stuff touchdown. Yeah, yeah. I, that whole situation is really weird to me. He's averaging 35 passes a game, and the last two games since Edelman's come back, the targets are just a little wacky. Yeah, well, they run the ball a ton. I mean, right? Yeah, they're running the ball a ton. Edelman's at about 20 percent of the targets. James White still leads the team in targets, and Gordon got the most last week. And Sony Michelle, at two of three games, he has 24 or 25 carries. That's, that's I mean, monstrous. He's awesome. Yeah, he's great. All right, we'll get to uh, the drop meter and the rest of the waiver wire. Make sure you're playing on FanDuel, everybody. And as uh, after I give the read, I'm going to look up the lineup that won our FanDuel contest. What is our FanDuel contest? Our FanDuel contest is FanDuel.com slash FFT. It is a $5 contest every week. That you all can compete against us in. And, uh, winner gets $500. There are more payouts than that, but, uh, first place does get $500. And yeah, you choose a quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, a tight end, a DST, and a flex. And it's really, really fun. So I came in 864th place last, last week. It's really bad. But, uh, let's take a look at, uh, who came in number one. Let's see who won $500. Five of those were mine. This would be Ryan. Ryan Koff. He had Jameis Winston, Todd Gurley, Joe Mixon, Adam Thielen, Emmanuel Sanders, Tyler Boyd, Cameron Brait, Chris Godwin, and the Seattle Seahawks. 
So the fun thing that I love about FanDuel, right, and again, you go to FanDuel.com slash FFT. You also get a $5 bonus when you make your first deposit at that URL, FanDuel.com slash FFT. It's like you can have 10, 20, however many seasonal leagues. If you have one FanDuel league, that's going to be the one that's on your mind. It's just a little bit different because, you know, you you can choose from anyone, so you're not restricted in any sense that this is my roster, these are my starts and sits. And you're thinking about it, and as your guys are piling up points, you're like, I'm gonna win some money here. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna win ten bucks. I'm gonna win fifty bucks. I'm gonna win a hundred bucks. I just won five hundred dollars. Like it is so thrilling and really, really fun. So give it a shot. Go to fanduel.com slash FFT, get a five dollar bonus on your first deposit there, and join our five dollar contest. On to the drop o meter for week seven. Alright, first guy, I'm gonna put one guy on here and then I'm gonna go on Twitter and read what the uh, the tweeters have to say. Wendell Smallwood. He had 18 carries and one catch. But can you make the case that he's droppable? Wendell Smallwood on the drop-o-meter when you've got guys like Marlon Mack available. Would I rather have Mack or Smallwood rest of season? I think, I think I'd probably rather have Mack. It hurts me to say it because I, I don't know how long he's going to last, but he looked pretty good. And he should catch more passes as the season rolls on. So I would make that move. But all the other running backs that are out there, I'd rather have Smallwood. Yeah, I, I, I'll put him at a four. All right, let's get to the rest of it. Zero to ten on the drop meter, Derrick Henry. Ten. Five. Eight. Only a five, Heath. Yeah, I, like I don't have any interest in starting him. Anytime soon, but and I can understand why you might need to drop him, but I'm not spite dropping him. Keelan Cole, I'm just reading uh, Twitter response responses here. Keelan Cole, eight, ten, seven. How about Jamal Williams? Ten, five, eight. Corey Davis, six, one, eight, one on Corey Davis. Yeah, I still think there's a lot of upside there. I think a lot of the receivers that you'd be picking up have a similar ceiling and floor. Dave and Jamie, which receivers would you drop Corey Davis for? Godwin for sure. Godwin, Goodwin. Yep. Christian Goodwin. Kirk. Mm, I'm not gonna um, do that. Chester Rogers? Oh easy. PPR, yes. But not, I would drop but him for long. O.J. Howard in a hot minute. I would drop him to carry two DSTs or right, two quarterbacks. Right. But, yeah, but there's no chance I'd drop him to carry two DSTs. Taylor gave one of the DSTs was the Bears why, or the Ravens. Why are people so stubborn about carrying two DSTs? It's not Heath. It's it's like so many people are so anti that. What is the big deal? Win a week. Well, there's some leagues you only have four bench spots. Okay, well that's different. But if you don't have or, or, or five or six bench spots, I mean it's not easy. It's just there are, so there, there, are, there are people, I mean, like, you know, you hear Heath with the numbers he's giving. They'd rather hold guys that may have some upside down the road. I, mean, I, go, yeah. I think Marlon, Marlon Mack and Marquise Goodwin are a good good reason why people don't want to carry two DSTs. I understand but the, that. But the other side of that is Derrick Henry and Corey Davis. Right. Like, why would you carry those guys when you can make moves that will help you more or make more of an impact in the next week or two? Yeah. There just aren't that many fantasy weeks. And you get to a point right now, if you're two and four— you know, and you need to win. I guess you could drop the Bears or the Ravens, but they're the top two DSTs. I I think I'd rather drop Corey Davis. And just you can make more of an argument week. to drop the Bears because they look bad against Miami, 
the Ravens really haven't had a game like that, and when healthy at least. And Khalil Mack's not banged up. How about this factor? How how likely is it that you will start Corey Davis as a bye week receiver on your fantasy team? If he's not going to be your best bye week replacement, then why are you carrying him? Because I think there's a chance he's a top twenty wide receiver for the second half. We've of the been season. saying that for two years. Well, and I've been saying and a half. that too. But okay, the top I, I've been saying receiver. that for a year and a half. We know that his quarterback is playing with three fingers. His last two fingers. Yeah, on his I don't think it's him. I mean, his that, offensive line isn't he, good because he he's still getting opportunities. You're talking I mean, about Davis. Yeah, he, I agree. He's, he's, he's but he's drawing the other team's toughest cover. He's on a team that off, the offensive line's falling apart. Um, they can't run the ball, so it, it makes yeah, it easier to defend him. It, it, at some point, it's just it's you have to realize that it may not happen for him this year. Could happen for him next year, but at, at this point, he's had he's had one good regular season game in his career. He's had two good games in in his career. And and again, you're right, Heath. It's 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 a year and a half, and half those games he missed. But I mean, look, guys are busts. <laughs> it's not. Oh yeah, guys are busts. I just. I don't, I don't really think there's that big of a difference between Corey Davis and Chris Godwin. All right, let's a huge go. Difference. One guy's producing, one guy's not. Well, he's given us one guy's got a quarterback, us, one guy doesn't. Two top thirty weeks this year. That's good. Corey Davis has given us one top thirty week. Wait a second, Chris Godwin has given us two top. That's it. Uh, yeah. No way. Okay, but the floor is wait. Much no way. Really? For Corey Davis. He's got like four touchdowns this year. How is that possible? Well, because he's doing it in weeks where there's other players performing well. Thirty though? No way. I, I will. I will. Uh, I'll check the tape. Okay. And also, he has eight targets inside the ten yard line. Just in case you didn't know, nobody else. Adam just did Thank like a Adam. McCaffrey. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Back to the uh, drop meter. Will Fuller. I don't want to drop him. Three. Number three. Yeah, three is a great number. Okay. Naeem Two. Hines. 10 in non-PPR, 2 in PPR. Sure. He might be a 10 after this week, though, if he gets five touches again. Mike Williams. 10. It's 7 or 8. Yeah. And, and any receiver that's not producing, you can find other guys. Alfred Morris. 11. 100. Yeah. Geronimo Allison. Zero. Yeah, well, why, why would you cut Geronimo? He has a buy. One. Okay. One half. Yeah. All right. All right. Don't drop him. All right. Let's get to the waiver wire quarterbacks. Um. So Baker Mayfield. All right. Let's see if I remember this. Jamie likes Baker Mayfield. Dave likes Mitch Trubisky. Heath likes Eli Manning this week. Yes. Okay. You got it. I don't think I have to make the cases. They um. They all have good matchups, particularly Mayfield and Eli. Trubisky. I guess it's a little less clear, but it seems like a pretty good matchup against New England. Um, and then his next game is against the Jets, who have allowed 25 to 30 fantasy points in six point per passing touchdown leagues to a quarterback in three straight games. Bortles, Keenum, and Luck. He's perfect if your quarterback is on by in week seven and eight. I, I have. So is Mayfield. I'm a little bit. Mm-hmm. My worry about Mayfield is I know his receivers can get open, and I know he can get the ball to his receivers against this defense. I don't know if they can catch. I also, right. They, they've been awful. They've struggled, and he's not at 100%. And the Tampa Bay defense could be a little more fired up. They just got rid of uh, Mike Smith. Sometimes after those defensive coordinator changes, you see the unit respond. And this is the perfect get-right game for Tampa Bay. Would you start any of them over Andrew Luck? No, no not yet. I'm not there Not yet. this week. 
How about, well, he has a tough matchup. Yeah, I would start Eli over Luck and Trubisky. How about um, over Andy Dalton? No. No. So if, to sum it up, do you love any of these quarterbacks this week or just they're okay as bi-week replacements? I like Mayfield and Trubisky a lot. You Are they it? in your top 12? No, because it's a good week for quarterback. Yeah. Right. I've got Eli 13th, Trubisky 13th, or Eli 11th, Trubisky 13th right now. Would you, would you consider starting either of those guys over Jared Goff, who won't have Cooper Cup? No. No. Okay. I throw out some more names. Tell me how you feel about them. Uh, Joe Flacco against the Saints. I don't hate it. I like him. I, I think I like he's your, I think he's your second slash third slash third, <laughs> second or third quarterback to pick up off waivers if you don't get your hands on one of the other guys. Yeah, I, I have him fourth on, on the list, uh, but uh, it, it's fine if you want to put him ahead of Eli. Um, his last five home games going back to last year, 10 touchdowns, one interception. And you know about the Saints secondary. A lot of missing pieces there. And the other guy that Jamie has in his top five on waivers is Brock Osweiler. No, no, no. I took him out. Uh, oh. It's Beth. Okay, C.J. Beathard. C.J. Beathard, 21% owned. He has That's now scored uh, 20, 21, and 23 points in three yeah. starts, and he's got the Rams. Now the only quarterback with at least three starts to get 20-plus fancy points every week. That's true. Rivers is out of that club. And we know the Rams have really been struggling against quarterbacks lately. So Beathard is not bad. And, and Keenum... Uh, at Arizona, Arizona does allow the fifth fewest fantasy points, but Keenum just like they haven't been good. He's been throwing a lot, playing from behind, and and Bortlesing his way to decent games. Any interest in Keenum this week? There's too many other good options. Correct. No, and if he struggles, they may bench him. Okay. Running back. This is more interesting. So, um, First, let me just give these three guys who might be available in some 10-team leagues, maybe here and there a 12-team league. Bilal Powell, Derrick Henry, and Javoris Allen. The Bilal Powell, Derrick Henry, and Javoris Allen. Do you prefer any of them over Marlon Mack? No. 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 Oh, okay. So, I, uh, look, I'm excited about what happened with Mack, right? 62% owned, and I got him in a lot of leagues. Do we know uh Robert Turpin's status? No. The Colts made a roster move today, and it didn't involve putting Turpin on IR. So if they were going to do that, they would have done it at the same time when they put Marcus Johnson on IR. But it doesn't mean he won't later in the week. Was that serious of an injury? It could be. I, we, I don't know the severity. Okay. I, I just – I'm worried that – I'm worried that people are going to get too excited about Marlon Mack. Yeah, I don't think he's a top 20 running back this week or probably, I mean, he'll have a top 20 week, but I don't think he'll probably get ranked in my top 20, um, often. He's, he's a, he's a high end flex, low end number two running back. And I don't know how great of a start he's going to be in more than one of the next four weeks. Buffalo, Buffalo has a good defense, I think. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I, they do. At Oakland should be good. Bye week, sit him, and then the Jaguars. Uh, and it is a home game against the Jaguars. But look, what we've seen in Andrew Luck's past is that he makes running backs good. So I totally get it. Um, Marlon Mack is 62% owned. How owned should he be after waivers run? 85%. Yeah, 90 maybe. Alrighty. What do you think about Latavius Murray? At the Jets, the Jets have allowed 5.4 or more yards per carry to a running back in Two team running backs in two straight games. Davis Murray. If you were to if you were to tell me right now that Cook's not playing, he should be the first 
player added regardless of position. Yeah, if Cook's out this week, I think Latavius is the top 12 running back. Okay, and he has the Saints after that. They actually have a great run defense, the Saints. Uh, Peyton Barber against Cleveland this week. They've been bad against the run. And they lost Joe Schobert. Right. He, he's not going to play in the game, so that hurts their run defense. I, I don't feel great about starting Peyton Barber, but maybe he can get you seven or eight fantasy points and serve as a fair to middle and number two running back this week. Who's excited about Frank Gore with uh, perhaps the best matchup? Detroit I'll tell you, man. He Six. looked good, and he's been putting up decent numbers the past few weeks. He's been getting more carries than Kenyon Drake, and now you kind of understand why the coaches have him and what he's doing. You're going to feel weird starting him, but as a bi-week running backs go, he's, he's up there. He's a great flex. Gore is 33% owned. Is he a long, is he a guy you think you can start all year? I don't. But you can def, you can start him this week as a flex. He's right. I, I don't think he's in that much of a different range than Mario Mack. I agree. This you don't week think Mack or, has more gen- aggressive season upside? Oh, for sure. But is, I think this is, week. Is it more likely that Frank Gore remembers he's 34 and Falls apart. 35. Or, he's, he's 35. remembered he's 35 every carry. Or Marlon Mack man, gets but hurt. He's just a different type of. I think they're both flexes. Guys. I think with Gore, um, you know, he had 15 carries last week, but it was an overtime game. I think it's based on the other two weeks, previous two weeks, it's more realistic to expect 12 carries. Which is probably the same for Mack. Yeah. And maybe, hopefully, some catches for Mack. Um, there have been. Five running backs with 10 to 14 carries against Detroit so far this year. Two of them had monster games, Crowell and Matt Breida. They had 21 and 22 fantasy points in non-PPR, not a ton of catches. The other three didn't really do so great, weren't really worth using, seven or fewer fantasy points. So it's just, you know, they were good maybe on a per-carry basis, but 12 carries isn't isn't great, but Detroit is so bad. Uh Duke Johnson we mentioned, he's got a good matchup if they keep throwing him the ball. He had four catches for 73 yards last week. Tampa Bay terrible against pass catching running backs. Then there's Edo Smith. He's done that two of the last three games too. Uh, four catches. Edo mm-hmm. Smith, guys, 19% owned. Three straight games with a rushing touchdown. He had 11 carries. He's not like a PPR stud or anything. He's not getting a ton of catches, but he's scoring rushing touchdowns. Edo Smith. So, so here's a question: Who would you rather have, Edo Smith or Raheem Mostert? Edo. Ito. Ito for now. Yeah, that's a that's a week to week running back for sure. Yeah. I think Ito's a little bit of an Austin Eckler with in a different way, but a similar number of touches and both of them you're hoping score a touchdown on really good offenses. Well what happens if Freeman comes back? Yeah, I mean guys, too? I don't, we don't see a, we don't expect him to. Unless you need Ito Smith but. this week, I don't see a reason to pick him up because they have a bye next week. Freeman will be back after that, most likely. You're making a good case, Adam. You could always uh you can always pick up Smith, and then if Freeman doesn't come back, then you've got someone that you can use this week if you're if you're really in need at running back. I mean, and I, if that just isn't you, if that's not what your situation is in your fantasy league, then yeah, you know what, you're probably right. You probably don't need Edo Smith. Uh, Raheem Mostert or Frank Gore? Gore, 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 and Deontay Foreman eligible to come off the pup list now. Maybe back in the next few weeks, 24% owned. Uh, I just put three other names on here. Jamie, let me know what you think. Nick Chubb, 59% owned. Rashad Penny, 29% owned. And Jalen Rashard, both Penny and Rashard going into their bye, but Rashard had seven catches, led the team in receiving last week. 
Uh, do you think that those guys, Chubb, Penny, and Richard, are worth stashing? Yeah, I mean, if you have the roster space to do so. Um, I mean, Penny, I think, is going to need a lot of stuff to happen for him to be a starting caliber fantasy option. Chubb, I still think, is an injury away from being good. And uh, Richard, I, I don't know how many people need to hold him. Clearly only in PPR and yeah. and deep PPR at that. Um, okay, so Deontay Foreman a better stash than Nick Chubb? I would. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Lamar Miller thinks. I might. I might rather have Chubb. We don't know exactly when Foreman will be back, how good he'll be, if he'll be an every-down guy. All right, let's move on to wide receivers. So we've got uh, two wide receivers who are owned in more than 65% of leagues that I mentioned earlier, Mohamed Sanu and Kiki Kuti. It's a shame Sanu's a little banged up. He's been playing very well. Um, would you rather have Godwin or Sanu? Godwin. 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 Chester Rogers or Sanu? Sanu. Sanu. I think Sanu is better rest of season value. Is QT more of an add at 69% or a drop with the Jaguars, Dolphins, and Broncos and a bye week coming up? I think he's more of a drop if you can get some of the guys that are available now. Godwin, Goodwin, Rogers, Gabriel. Cool. Then, yeah, I, I don't know how much more we have to say about Godwin, but right. I, you know what we haven't done today, and it's my fault, is talked about Fab and how much Fab you're using on uh, on these players. So let's say Marlon, Marlon Mack, Chris Godwin, how much fab for them? No more than 10%. Yeah, it's not. I don't know if there is a guy who's worth more than 10%, unless you're just desperate at tight end and you want to make sure you get O.J. Howard. If there's anyone for me, it's Mack, just just because he's the starting running back for Andrew Luck. But you, you've got to understand what the downside is with him because he's had a hard time staying healthy. I understand. And they like to use multiple running backs in Indianapolis. So I, if you want, you don't want to spend more than ten percent of your fab on Mac. It, oh, you should. You, I don't think so. It's a, it's a position that's a premium. Right, spot. that's you, a thing. You get somebody who can help, yeah. you. but you don't know if how much help could he possibly be with without I mean, an injury. With, with four teams on a buy, if he's getting the, we just got done saying he's a flex this week though. Yeah, you'd pay for that with the chance that he's more. Right, but there there are twenty four guys on waivers that are flexes this week at running back. Right. right. So well, you could at, put at out least the same flexes. Amount. But who of them mm-hmm. has more upside than Marlon Mack? Latavius Murray until Cook comes back. But who has more, like okay, who has more rest of season upside than Mack? I don't think anyone does. That's true, but we also know I I just said it. He's he gets yeah, banged yeah. up very easily. He's not guaranteed every touch in this offense. He might be their featured back, but that might mean what was the percentage of snaps that he played last week? Does anybody know? Yeah, but that's the first game back and his feet wet. I mean, if he, if he's, if he's able to be 12 to 15 touches in this offense, yeah. he's going to be at least a flex. I, again, and you hate hearing this, Adam, but it depends so much on your team. All right. I, I guess my final point is unless we get an injury to a running back, it's hard to find, you know, starters that just pop up on the waiver wire. We're hoping that Deontay Foreman becomes that. But at running running back just stinks. It's so hard to find guys um, that that have rest of season upside. So Mac, I mean, I don't think fifteen percent is unreasonable or anything like that. I totally agree with you. Marlon Mack played thirty five percent of the snaps in his first game. Naheem Hines played forty three percent. I would imagine game script was a big part of that. 
And I would imagine that that's what's going to happen every time Indianapolis goes out and finds themselves playing from behind. All right, let me let me get to wide receivers here. Uh, Chris Godwin one, Marquise Goodwin two. So, it, is this just uh, Jamie for Week Seven, or get these no, guys? No, rest of season. Even Goodwin. Yeah. Okay. Chester Rogers three. That's more short term, right? Yes. Taylor Gabriel four. So who's better long term, Rogers or or Gabriel? Gabriel. 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 So you rank Rogers ahead just as a Week Seven thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Gabriel with the Patriots this week, then the Jets, then at Buffalo, then Detroit. Um, all right. Yeah. Does anybody love Taylor Gabriel? He's getting, he's getting a lot of targets. Yeah. The targets are nice and they're, they're using him as a guy that just try and put him out in space and have him make a play with the occasional deep ball mixed in. Yeah. The deep balls are really what elevate his value. I, he would be third for me on this list behind Godwin and Goodwin, but he's, I like him more than either of them this week. And are we seeing the Bears offense evolve into being a, another pass happy yes. team in the league? Hope so. Well, I not if you have Jordan one. Howard. Yeah, I don't. So <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Gabriel, Christian Kirk. He's putting up some like numbers. Him a lot this week. Yeah. Against Denver. Denver's allowed three 100 yard wide receivers this year. And Larry then Fitzgerald Sam- can just, uh, be the decoy Retire. for Chris Harris. Actually, no, he needs, he needs Fitzgerald to, uh, run, run around with Chris Harris. So, uh, he gets the rest yeah, of the Yeah, I, I don't think Chris Harris is going to be on Larry Fitzgerald. I think you're going to see Harris on Kirk. You think he'll go outside? He has been. Okay. I, Kirk has a nice schedule going forward. Yeah. Really does. There's a buy in there a couple, in a few weeks, but it's a good schedule. Uh, we also have Cameron Meredith and Traquan Smith. Is that just a week seven thing or a long term thing? Uh, Meredith, I think you can buy into in deeper leagues just because uh, I'm sure they're going to continue to get him going. Um, but if Ted Ginn's out again, you saw what the upside is for Smith and what the targets were for Meredith. So both those guys have an opportunity to help you this week. They're at Baltimore this week. We've got Marquez Valdez Scantling, who's going into a buy, and if they get healthy, that could reduce his role certainly. But Jermaine they need to Kurtz, get rid of Randall Cobb. <laughs> They like Randall Cobb. Do you hold on to MVS through his bye week? If you can. Do you, hold, do you hold on to Randall Cobb? No. no. So would you hold on to MVS over Corey Davis? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, that seems ludicrous to me. It does seem ludicrous. Because Jarmo Allison's just going looking, to be back. I'm looking at the wide receiver. We don't receiver know when Cobb is going to be back. No. And I'm looking at the wide receiver that's going to catch passes from Aaron Rodgers versus the guy who's been catching passes from Mariota. Uh, Mariota's hand injury is illegitimate. The offensive right. line stinks. The, the whole it, thing it stinks. Does. The whole team stinks. I, I mean, look, you want to you want to play the production game. He's got more productive games to the season than Davis has oh, in, I, in twenty. I don't two think. Years. Okay, let me just rephrase that. I don't see any reason to hold on to Valdez scaling. But why hold on to Corey Davis though? Well, Corey Davis has top five that. pedigree, and the potential to be a top 20 wide receiver is the number one wide receiver so, on his team. There's Marquez Valdez-Scantling needs the guys that are hurt to stay hurt and Adams to get hurt to be a top 20 receiver. Here's so the where, question. Where, you, where you were drafted matters in how you're playing? It matters in how many shots you get, yes. So then how many leagues are you holding on to John Ross? I don't have John Ross. In how many leagues are you holding on to Antonio? He's not Pyle. a number one wide receiver on his own team. Okay, well. If you saw Corey Davis and MVS on the waiver wire, which one would you put in the claim for first? Heath, you'd say Corey Davis. I would Jamie, Davis. Jamie, you'd say Valdez Scantling. Davis. Sure. Adam says Davis. So, and, and I would go with Valdez Scantling. 
But everybody who's listening should answer that question for themselves and determining which one they should and cut first. Probably people don't have both of them. Or, so but even if you have helpful, one of them, but <laughs> even if you have one of them, then you get an idea of just where they are on the dropometer. All right, so let's get some more guys on here. Let's talk about a couple of Browns wide receivers, Callaway and Damian Ratley. How much do we like Antonio Callaway? He's about 40% owned. Ratley is completely unowned, uh, this week. And Ratley might stretch. be a good, uh, DFS tournament dart throw. Is he okay? Ratley? Yeah. Like, is he an okay player? No, like, I, no he got I, hurt I, I think he's okay because they were talking about I, with Tommy Streeter or something like that, another Browns Rod wide Streeter. Oh, Rod Streeter. Come on, that's a Nando DeFino original right there. Rod Streeter. Well, I went with the Hurricane Tommy Streeter. Um, Rod Streeter got hurt. I, I think that, uh, I think that Ratley's okay, but he did get banged up. But, but what about Callaway? I mean. Yeah, that's who you talk about. Absolutely has boom bust flex appeal. Okay. Yeah. So would you, would you add Callaway over Jermaine Curse, Cameron Meredith, Christian Kirk? No. I If I needed a receiver just for this week in non-PPR, I think I would take him ahead of that whole pack. Non, I, I would or, In non-PPR. PPR, it changes. All right. Uh, Albert Wilson, Jermaine Curse, Cole Beasley, Tyrell Williams, Anthony Miller. Albert Wilson, Jermaine Curse, Cole Beasley, Tyrell Williams, Anthony Miller. Other guys you could look into. Curse, like like we said, and then would hurt. Uh, prior beat up right now. Curse had a lot of targets, a lot of yards in the last game. Uh, all right, let's move on to tight ends. So OJ Howard is the top free agent tight end to look at here, but I'm going to give you three guys who are owned in more than 65% of leagues and tell me if you'd prioritize them over OJ Howard. Greg Olson, he's pretty damn owned, 84%. Vance McDonald and Austin Hooper. Hooper is the one that I could talk myself into taking over Howard. I think Olsen should be 100% owned. They all should be. Oh, really? McDonald? Yeah. McDonald too? Yeah. Maybe not his bye week, but eventually. He's bye. had one bad game since he's gotten healthy. He's had a bad game here, a good game there. <laughs> here a bad game, there a good game everywhere, all kinds of games. I get it. I like it. It's very funny. Uh, are we buying a Hooper breakout or a Howard breakout more? Howard. Uh, how hurt is Calvin Ridley and Mohamed Sanu? Because if this is the Hooper yeah. we're getting for the rest of the season, then he can be awesome. I, and you've got to love the targets he's been getting the past couple of weeks. And one of those weeks came with Ridley and Sanu playing. They were fine. And, uh, I would, okay. Besides, he scores more touchdowns than Julio Jones. So since we don't, I don't like to throw out like open-ended questions. I think that based on Dan Quinn's comments, there's a chance both of those receivers play this week. But if they don't, I believe they'll be back in three weeks after the bye. So it's the Giants, then a bye, then at Washington. So that that's just how I would approach it if I saw Austin Hooper, that he has at most one game without both Ridley and Sanu being injured. But he's a startable tight end with, with them healthy. Just a low-end one. Sure. Uh, I mean, they're both they're both kind of similar in terms of they're in crowded receiving cores and their quarterbacks are certainly inclined to spread the ball around. CJ Uzama had 54 yards on seven targets last week and it was against Pittsburgh. Now he faces the Chiefs. They allow the second most fantasy points to tight ends. The Steelers had allowed the most last week. Five straight tight ends have had 57 or more yards against Kansas City. That includes Jeff Hireman and Niles Paul. So in Tampa Bay, the most fantasy points. Uh, maybe now. I think last week it was the Steelers. For no, Tampa Bay was last week too. Uh, oh, you know what? 
Uh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, either way, the Steelers are bad at that as well. Cameron Brate, if you want a touchdown, maybe he'll get that for you. Vernon Davis and Nick O'Leary, just deep leagues for them? Absolutely, just deep leagues. Uh, if the Redskins receiving court continues to be banged up, then you look at Davis and there's always the Jordan Reed injury looming and O'Leary, look, uh, the Dolphins have been searching for some production from their tight end all season. AJ Derby's hurt. He's been their starter and Mike Isecki sucks. So, um, maybe O'Leary's turn is now. What about Ricky Seals-Jones? Any interest in him? His next three opponents are all among the six worst against tight ends. He had a great matchup two weeks ago and did a hell of a lot with it. Well, he had 69 yards on six on five catches. Six and the week before against season. San Francisco, which every tight end beats them up, he did nothing. Well, every tight end. He's, he's, he's just that kind of guy. I know. If, if you want to go after him, go after him. I, I have no problem with it. I'm not making a case for him. I'm just – well, I guess I am making a case for him, but I'm not supporting it. Uh, DSTs, Colts, Cardinals – Broncos, Lions, Redskins. There you go. Bills. Bills. Colts, Cardinals, Broncos, Lions, Redskins, Bills. I don't I don't want to spend that much time on this. I think we already kind of talked about. It. Did we do IDP, Dave? Do you have No, IDP? you never came back to me on it. I apologize. IDP. You, all right. I didn't find a whole lot out there. That's <laughs> fine. Here's what I got. Chris Jones, past couple weeks, has been really good on the D-line for Kansas City. He gets a lot of stops. He's available in 97% of leagues. Roquan Smith, rookie linebacker for the Bears, has had uh, two very good games in his last four. And I think you can still if stash him, if not start him, as a bye week guy, he's available in more than half of CBS leagues. Jalen Mills is getting targeted like crazy, so his numbers are pretty good. He's available in 90% of leagues. Jordan Lucas, Newcomer to that backfield in Kansas City has put up some decent numbers over the past couple weeks. He's available everywhere. Uh, there's probably some other ones, but they're already owned in my IDP league. Now back to Adam Azer at the host desk. Kickers, Greg Zerline, Adam Vinatieri, Will Lutz, Michael Badgley. Aldrich Rosas. Aldrich Rosas, sure. Oh, yeah, he's actually been pretty good. He's best player in the Giants. And uh, he's at, at, Atlanta. at Atlanta. Great environment. I believe he's also kicking hurt though. He couldn't, he he couldn't get that fifty yard kick, whatever it was, against the Eagles because he got a, a core injury. Yeah, he is. He has one game this year with double digit fantasy points. Do kickers get double digit fantasy points a lot? They get him a decent amount of time. The real good ones. The, the get number you the look time. for is eight. Can they get you eight? That's the that's the floor. Well, let's see. Let's see who the top kickers are. <laughs> now I'm interested. <laughs> I got it right here. Yeah, go ahead the top Jason Myers is the number one kicker in fantasy. <laughs> well, he just went nuts. He had 24 fantasy yes. points for the for the Jets. Um, Brett Brett Maher Mayer Mayer Mayer. Yeah, each is silent. No, I got Mason Crosby too. He's had at least eight fantasy points in every single game this season, and ten plus in three straight Who? for the Cowboys. Oh, Brett, Brett Mayer, Crosby, Butker, Mayer, Fairbain, Goskowski, Justin Tucker. Vinatieri. Vinatieri needs to be owned in more leagues. Robbie Gold is a really good kicker, too. He needs to be owned. Ryan Suckup was a great kicker until last week. You didn't want to spend too much time on defenses. And here Let's we read are. some emails. FantasyFootball at CBSI.com. This is from Michael. Should I drop Corey Davis for Cole Beasley or Christian Kirk? <laughs> no. Yes. should have brought that email in a little bit. Yeah, little maybe. Um, I, if you read the rest of the email, he's dropping a Nunwa for one of those two. But wants to know if he should drop both the Nunwa and Davis for both of them. I would drop a Nunwa for Kirk and hold Davis personally. Yeah. I sure hope this is a PPR league. I agree, Heath. Doing this in. Uh, this is from Kyle. Is, Be- is Beasley back on pace for 90? There's no way. 
Who would you rather have rest of season in PPR, carry on Johnson or Dalvin Cook? Man, I hope it's Dalvin. Well, who would you rather have? I, I think mean, it's got to be Dalvin. Yeah. Are, are we are we going to be chasing Dalvin Cook his entire career? No, uh, I don't think so. I wish defenders were chasing him. <laughs> um, He's played seven games in two seasons. Let me, let me get to the next email. This is from Mark. I have Luck and Dalton. Both have a bye in week nine. Should I drop Dalton now to add Baker Mayfield for the bye week? Should I try to trade Luck uh, and ride with Dalton? What do I do? Waiver wire is thin. So why don't you try and trade Dalton for somebody else's backup quarterback who doesn't have a bye week in that week? I just That I, solves the problem. I don't really want to get rid of Andy Dalton before he goes to Arrowhead, Arrowhead to face the Chiefs. You like him better than Luck this week? Yeah. And so I would probably just hold Dalton for one more week. Jared from the Puget Sound. Just kidding. A- Cole Beasley is on pace for 69 catches. Nice. Gotta pick it up, Cole. Puget Sound. I have uh, way too many shares of Jordan Reed. Who would you drop Jordan Reed for? Tight ends. OJ Howard? Is it too him. much? He's just going from one tight end to the next? Yeah. Or he's dropping him for another player? No, well, which, which tight ends, which tight ends would be worth dropping Jordan Reed for? That's the question. OJ Howard, Austin Hooper. Greg Olson, if he's there. Is Najoku too widely owned at no. this point? You, you PPR, you can do it for Najoku. Don't drop him everywhere though. I should have put Najoku. I should have put Najoku in that list. I apologize. Last question is from Michael. I have Alex Smith and CJ Bethard in a four point per passing touchdown league. Should I make the following take, trade? Give Gronkowski and Alex Smith. Get Patrick Mahomes and David Njoku. I like it. I like it. I know you're giving up on Gronk, and that's painful, but you're getting the best fantasy quarterback in the game and a good enough replacement at tight end. You is would he, you would win the best on the trade four chart. points for passing touchdowns too. Who? Uh, I think so. He has enough of a lead. I don't point. like this trade at all, but the fact that you're rostering C.J. Beathard gives me the the. The heebie-jeebies about what might be available on waiver wire. Well, it's, I would guess it's a two QB league. I, I hope. Um, uh, he is the number one quarterback in four point per pass touchdown leagues as well. Um, I don't really like it still. I, I don't like it, but I think you're, I feel you're, like buy, it, you're buying high and it. selling low. I feel like he has to make it. Why? Because Beth, you can't, Beth, you Beth cannot the only win. Quarterback on the season so far with twenty plus fantasy <laughs> points. <laughs> you cannot win with Alex Smith and C.J. Beathard. You why will not? not win your fantasy league with them. Uh, yeah, I think you have a better chance of winning with Mahomes. Why, why not though? Because they're not good enough. But if Beathard just does this every game, no, that's not good enough. He's he's like a top fifteen quarterback with the way he's been scoring. Okay, but what's to say that Gronk doesn't start to become Gronk? He might be, but Mahomes is still Mahomes. Can you win with Tom Brady? You can win with Tom Brady. But he is not a top 12 quarterback. But he's better than Beathard. Like, why would you even say it? You know he's better than Beathard. For what it's worth on the trade chart, <coughs> Gronkowski is worth more than Mahomes. But Mahomes and Njoku are worth more than Gronk. All right, and Alex well, Smith is a throw-in. We got, we out of here. Bye, Wait, everyone. We have more email. I'm choking. What does it say, Jamie? Gotta go back. Later. Talk to you on Wednesday with a fun, fun show. It's like your favorite show. <laughs> yeah, Dave, I joy, know why. Enjoy the nah, show, baby. Nah, 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 nah. Nah.